Hello, everybody. We are now in 2023. Holy smokes. It is crazy to even think about the fact that we are in 2023 and we are just about approaching three years since the coronavirus first hit, which is nuts because it feels like yesterday. It feels like yesterday when everything was shut down and we couldn't do anything and people were all strung up and I was too. Like it was hard. It was it was really hard. And I also didn't think about the effect that COVID had until I started to think about it and kind of just press rewind and go over all of the events that took place during COVID, all the lockdowns, all the misinformation that started coming out after the fact, forcing people to get vaccinated, all of these things surrounding COVID and how much people started to realize that the government and the state abuses their power and can use that to control certain aspects of society. I don't want to get down a rabbit hole of this. However, I think this is something that has been highlighted since the beginning of COVID and people are starting to come around to it as well, which is great. I think freedom is something that we all strive for and that seemed to have been taken away since the start of COVID. However, I digress. We're in 2023. It's a new year. It's a new me. It's a new me, so they say. And I think it's good. I think it's good to have that newfound perspective of oneself that this year is going to be different. And I think it's really good for people to be able to click that reset button and kind of just become a new person, engage in new habits, create a healthier lifestyle for themselves. All of these things are good for people and it creates novelty for people. It allows for people to say, hey, 2022, maybe that wasn't my year. I would like for this year to be better. Here's what I'm going to do about it. Or it allows for people to say, man, 2022 was great. There were no hiccups, and I would just like to keep this year as good as it was, maybe even better. What were some of the things that I did that put me in that position? And the ability to reflect on that, I think, is what separates people who grow versus people who don't. And I'm not saying that as a way to say anything against people who aren't in that growth mindset. I just feel as though when people are not in that growth mindset, life can become very boring. And it creates this attitude of complacency. And that's not good for the human spirit. I think we're all meant to evolve. We're all meant to shine just as children do, have these big goals for ourselves. And with the introduction of a new year, that allows for people to have that optimism, to have that hope in oneself. And you know what? I am on your side with that. If you want to create a better life for yourself, I am in full support of that. However, if you choose to not create a better life for yourself, I also am of support of that if that's what you choose to do. And that's okay, too. You don't have to do more than what you really want to. Who's to say that 
you have to do all these things and be all of these things. And I'm going down a rabbit hole. Anyway, New Year's resolutions. We often create these things for ourselves to have a hopeful future for ourselves. And sometimes New Year's resolutions can become distorted. Sometimes we lose track of our New Year's resolutions. Sometimes we forget what our New Year's resolutions were in the first place. And sometimes we just have too many New Year's resolutions and ultimately end up in a place where we complete none of them because we are trying to do too much at once. And that's not good. You know, having too many goals isn't good, you know? So today, I wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions because I wanted to learn more about New Year's resolutions. And it was something that I was very interested in, other people's relationship with New Year's resolutions. And, you know, maybe we can both learn something from this as well just by me explaining it to you. And maybe you might message me about some of your New Year's resolutions and we can have a discussion about it. However, I would like to start today's podcast by talking about a 2016 study that shows that 41% of Americans create New Year's resolutions. However, 9% of these people keep those New Year's resolutions. That's pretty crazy if you think about it. Um, First of all, less than half of Americans create New Year's resolutions And that's pretty bizarre because that's like the main theme around one of the main themes around having New Year's happen is that what are you have a conversation with people? You're like, oh, what are your New Year's resolutions? Oh, mine is this. What's yours? You know, it's a it's a small talk kind of thing. And how many of us engage in small talk on a daily basis? I mean, really. However, nine percent, nine percent of people who have. New Year's resolutions keep them throughout the year, which is nuts to think about, honestly. So that number literally drops from 41% to 9%, less than 10%. That's nuts. That's crazy. So let's continue with this. For those people who do make New Year's resolutions, after one week, 75% are still successful. That means 25 percent of those people who created this new year's resolution for themselves stop with their new year's resolution which kind of shows they weren't really serious about it or maybe it there's other factors to it which we might find out in later in this episode spoiler so week two the number drops to 71 percent one month it drops to 64 percent and six months into it 46 percent so that means If my calculations are correct, halfway through the year, the number drops more than half. And that kind of goes to show that a lot of people lack consistency. But it's okay. It's okay to lack consistency. That's a very normal part of being a person. But I kind of just wanted to illustrate how many people lack consistency in their lives so 41 percent of americans create new year's resolutions and by six months of that 41 percent of americans only 46 percent of those people who created those new year's resolutions to begin with still have those new year's resolutions and by the end of the year that number ends up being nine percent and 
that baffled me, honestly. To I thought the number was going to be a little bit higher, honestly. But to think that that number is only 9% who keep New Year's resolutions, that that's nuts. So let's let's continue on some of the reasons why people fail to adhere to their New Year's resolutions. In a 2014 study, 35% of participants who failed say that they had unrealistic expectations. 33% did not keep track of their progress. 23% forgot about the New Year's resolution. And about 1 to 10 who failed said that they had many resolutions. However, they could not keep up with their New Year's resolutions. And for these reasons in which people fail to keep their New Year's resolution... I think a lot of us can relate to it. I know for a fact that I can relate to it. I mean, having unrealistic expectations. So, for example, if you create the New Year's resolution of, I don't know, losing 200 pounds, that might be somewhat unrealistic. Or maybe not. I've never had to go through that, so maybe I don't really know. However... I think we all have an idea as to what unrealistic expectations are in the first place. And having unrealistic expectations can put us in a place where when we don't get to that expectation in which we have in ourselves, this creates negative self-talk, this creates negative self-image, and these negative affirmations that we create for ourselves all because of these unrealistic expectations that we have instead of creating small goals we just have this big giant goal in which we don't live up to but it's not your fault that you didn't live up to your unrealistic expectation because it's unrealistic i mean it says it in the name itself and not keeping track of progress this is another thing so It's hard to understand how much progress you've made when the progress is not even documented in the first place. And one way that I can relate to this is when I'm working out and I try to do progressive overload, which is slowly adding on more weight as time goes by. When I don't write down my workouts, it's very hard to do progressive overload because I forget where I was in the last workout that I had. And I'll just keep on putting up the same weight as weeks go on without really adding any weight. So therefore, I'm not really making any progress, you know. So when I find myself writing down the weight in which I'm putting up, I can assess where I am and I'm able to adjust and make improvements and add incremental amount of weight so that way I'm building muscle. That's not an example that some people can relate to. However, it's just a general guideline about how writing down your progress can be a big step in moving forward in the goal that you set out for yourself. And that kind of relates to forgetting about the New Year's resolution to begin with. If you're not writing down your goals, chances are you're probably going to forget exactly what the New Year's resolution is. And that makes sense. I mean, if you're not actively engaging in the goal, chances are you're not going to remember what the goal even was in the first place. And lastly, 1 to 10 people who failed said that they had too many resolutions to begin with. I know for a fact I can relate to this as well because oftentimes, especially when I was younger, 
I would set too many goals for myself. I wanted to do too many things. And by the time it came to me executing, I wouldn't really know what I'm executing because I would want to do 10 different things at once just to get nothing done. And when we are able to shift our focus into doing one thing at a time, we are in a much better position to go for our goals, to be able to narrow in our focus on that one thing that we would really like to do. However, moving on, popular New Year's resolutions. What are some of the things in which people set out for themselves at the beginning of the year? And the number one thing that people wanted to do was to be healthier. And that includes eating healthier. That includes exercising. That includes losing weight. And saving money was the next popular. And in my research before this podcast, that really intrigued me because making money is really cool. I enjoy making money. I don't know about other people. However, and I guess... That just goes to show that a lot of people like making money, but more people like being healthier. Why do we think that is? Why is it in our nature to want to be healthier over making money? The dollar bill, everybody wants money, but why should we want to be healthier instead? And I tried doing some research into this. And I tried like going down a rabbit hole with this, trying to figure out why people want to be healthier as opposed to just saving money. And there was no concrete answer, but from what I can gauge about this question that I had, my answer would be that people want to physically feel good. People want to look good. People want to feel good because when you feel good, you gain confidence And also, when you feel good, you also just make better decisions. And especially in today's day and age, I feel as though health is right in our faces. I mean, with the increasing rate of obesity and the increasing rate of cardiovascular disease, among all other chronic diseases, it has been shifting our focus to wanting to be healthier. And I think that goes to show that people value their health over making money, which is actually a beautiful thing. And I'm really happy to have stumbled across that statistic. Also, a 2020 survey shows that 44% of UK respondents chose to eat healthier, 44% of Polish participants also, and 43% of Americans chose to eat healthier, which is kind of crazy that they're very close 44 44 43 maybe my data is wrong however a lot of people want to be healthy and that's good i applaud you for wanting to be healthier i recommend people be healthier being healthier feels good so let's try to be more healthy moving forward let's look at the demographic of people who choose to make new year's resolution so baby boomers more likely your grandparents maybe your parents those people wanted to lose weight and focused less, focused much less of their time and New Year's resolutions on making money. And going back to the original point of being healthier, I recommend this. I suggest it. People should be healthier, etc. Millennials, which is from 1981 to 1986, which I am right on the cusp of, they are most confident in keeping their New Year's resolutions. 
Good for you, millennials. And Gen Z is four times more concerned with finding love than those previous goals that have been stated, such as being healthier, saving money. And this goes into the current climate of what kids are exposed to these days, such as Instagram love, everything is perfect, Disney, Hallmark, we all find our true love, let's prioritize that. And finding true love is important. Being in love is a great feeling. However, let's not prioritize finding other people before being healthier or saving your money. Because, listen, a lot of the time, yes, finding your true love can put you in a position to where you want to be healthier and to where you want to save money and to where you want to be the best version of yourself. However, when you prioritize finding love over those other things, you create this really unhealthy attachment with what love really is. And more importantly, what love is with yourself because when you don't love yourself you're taking so much energy away from the person you choose to be with but also from the person who you are destined to be and you value so much of what another person says versus how you truly feel about yourself and engaging in healthy behaviors such as eating healthier exercising losing weight saving money when you don't engage in those things as much, you're taking away from building a foundation for yourself that puts you in a better position to be a better partner. So for those Gen Zers, let's start shifting our focus a little bit. You know, it's going to take time. That's okay. That's okay. So how do we keep these New Year's resolutions? What is it that we can do that would put us in a better position to accomplish our goals for the New Year's. And I do want to remind you that I have a podcast on how do we set goals, how do we accomplish our goals, how do we put ourselves in a better position to go after our goals. So if you want to watch that, I, that's a, I, th- I think that's a great idea. But that's just me. So number one, developing the necessary mindset ahead of time. And by ahead of time, I mean before you even set out to put that first step forward toward creating the action of completing your goal, you got to be in the right mindset for it. And there are multiple studies that show that self-efficacy, which is the belief in the capacity in oneself to achieve their goals, also the readiness to change is predicted to have a positive outcome for those who have New Year's resolutions. So believing in yourself that you can attain this goal and also the readiness to change will put you in a better position to accomplish these New Year's resolutions and create these new habits that you set out for yourself. And this reminded me of when I used to work in substance use in the drug and alcohol facility. One of my managers, she told me once that you have to roll with the resistance. And I was perplexed when she told me this, but she explained it by saying that sometimes people don't want to change. Sometimes people are very stuck in their ways. And regardless of the fact that you might see a better future for them if they do certain things in a different way, they might not want to put that one step forward to changing 
and that's okay. Some people aren't in that position to change their life. Sometimes people have to go through those ups and downs, trials and errors before they are in a position to where they can change. So that goes back to the readiness to change because if you're not ready to change, you're not going to put in the best effort you can to change. So having the skills necessary to change, having those tools and resources necessary to change, whether that's a social support group, whether that is looking online for behavioral skills and looking online to see what steps you can take to losing weight, to exercising, to eating, to saving money, all of these resources that can be either at our fingertips or right in front of us can be of much help by putting us in a better position to accomplish those New Year's resolutions that we have for ourselves. In another study, men achieved their goal 22% more often when the goal was specific and measurable. And that goes back to the previous podcast I have, how to set goals for yourself, how to set smart goals for yourself, how to set specific, measurable, attainable, I forget what R is. Anyway, oh, realistic and on a timetable. When you set these goals for yourself that are specific, measurable, etc., then you can that goal becomes much more realistic. That goal ends up not becoming so foggy and there becomes more clarity around that goal. So for example, if your goal is to lose weight, a goal that you can the way you can phrase it is lose one pound a week instead of just losing weight. Or if your goal is to save money, you can write or you yeah, whatever. You can write it for yourself if you'd like. You can write that I would like to put 20%, 30% of my paycheck into my savings so that way I'm saving money. Instead of just having the goal of saving money, it becomes more specific. So when we create these specific goals for ourselves, it becomes much more narrow and in hyper-focus as opposed to creating such a broad perspective of what we would like our goals to be. So number two, ask a question instead of making the decision. So this confused me a little bit because it didn't seem very definitive. It just seemed very vague. However, the way I read it was that it is on a question behavior effect, which involves asking and having the awareness and whether or not you're going to pursue the goal in the first place. And this definition creates a lot of self-awareness around whether or not you're going to choose to do a goal in the first place, whether or not you actually see yourself doing this, whether or not you actually see yourself going to the gym, whether you see yourself saving money, asking yourself, will I exercise? Yes or no. It's going to be much more effective than I will exercise. And in the beginning of this episode, I talked a little bit about negative self-talk and how that can manifest and having that mindset of I will exercise might create a negative impact because when you don't exercise, you might have this negative self-image of yourself of not following through, not being consistent, etc. I know this is something that I've experienced in my life for sure. So number three, get plenty of sleep. And according to sleep experts and neurologists, getting plenty of sleep plays a major role in the success of New Year's resolutions. And getting plenty of sleep puts you in a much better position to feel better. I mean, we've all been in those moments where we get like four or five hours of sleep. Maybe we went out drinking the night before and then we got to go work the next day. Oh my God. Yes, I've been there before. And a lot of people have as well. It's not fun. 
So imagine being super hungover and then trying to accomplish your goals the next day. It's going to be a lot harder than if you were sober. But not saying you shouldn't drink, but getting plenty of sleep is what I'm trying to say, essentially. So when you get a lack of sleep, it decreases a hormone called leptin, which is a hormone that is involved in making you feel full. So when leptin is decreased, essentially you are less likely to feel full throughout your day, which will in turn make you eat more calories. It's going to make you want to indulge in more sweets and more carbs and more energy fulfilling food because your body doesn't have that natural energy created in itself. So it has to resource to all of these different things, these external things to give us that energy when that energy can just be attained during sleep, getting a sufficient amount of sleep. But also, if we don't get enough sleep, it increases a hormone called ghrelin, which is a hunger hormone. And this hormone in particular is mainly responsible for late night snacking, which is, again, something I go through myself. I mean, the potato chips, the pretzels, the pizza. Yes, give it to me. Um, however, ghrelin. It boosts your appetite, it increases your fat storage, it causes poor food choices, all of these things in which cause us to gain more weight. Thank you, Ghrelin, for that. And when we are in a place where we are getting a healthy amount of sleep, when we are metabolically flexible, we are able to not indulge in all of these snacks and all this eating and all of these things that give us poor sleep. And also, fitness goals. For those people who do have fitness goals, sleep increases your speed, sleep increases your strength, and sleep increases your endurance. So a 2017 study had 64 participants. 58% of those are male, are randomized in two conditions, normal sleep and sleep deprivation. And for those who are sleep deprived, the people who conducted the study, they woke people up every 45 minutes. At the end of this 45 minutes, again, the people who conducted this study, they tested the patient's physical performance, such as reaction time, lung function, perceived exertion, heart rate. And the results suggested that the people who were sleep deprived, the biggest thing that was affected by this is reaction time and perceived exertion. Additionally, the results concluded that all of other physical ailments were also affected by this. So let's talk about work performance. Resolutions about work performance and a lack of sleep reduced performance hindering working memory. And working memory is essentially the short-term memory that we have. So if your boss tells you to do something, if your boss gives you a certain task, the short-term memory is going to be functioning at a rate in which you will be able to remember that task and perform that task and remember the necessary requirements that are needed in order to do that task. When short-term memory is hindered, you won't be able to remember these things. It might take much longer to recall your memory. And we've all been in moments where we get a lack of sleep. And when we work the next day, our work performance is much worse. We have a much harder time remembering things and it ultimately just ends up being a rough day. Additionally, for those who 
are seeking to change their addictive behaviors, having a lack of sleep will put you in a much more susceptible place of relapsing. And what a lack of sleep ends up doing is it suppresses your impulse control to the point where you will have a much harder time of controlling those impulses that led to your addictive behavior in the first place. And having that self-control is so important for not only addictive behaviors, but it's also important for not having that extra piece of cake, not indulging in those unhealthy habits, going to the gym, going on a walk, exercising, all of these little things that we choose to do throughout our day. Impulse control plays such an important role in all of this. And lastly, number four, change the timing. So you don't have to wait until New Year's to create these goals for yourself. You can do it a couple weeks in advance just to prepare yourself to be in a mode in which you are completing tasks that put you on a path toward changing your goals. And when you try to find the right time to put these goals in place, chances are that right time is never going to come. So I follow that by reciting a quote that I heard once, and it's very simple. It says, motivation follows action. So when we are in a state where we are putting in the action to do something, motivation is going to end up following that, right? Like it's hard to sit on a couch and be motivated to do something. However, discipline is plays such an important role in this and discipline is the ultimate freedom because when you end up being disciplined you will end up having the freedom to do other things because you know in your heart and in your brain that you have accomplished those things that you set out for yourself so motivation follows action especially when you're trying to create these new goals for yourself so to conclude this podcast don't get caught up in the stats there's a lot of stats And there's a lot of stats that say people will more likely not keep up with their New Year's resolutions than to keep up with their New Year's resolutions. However, the strategies that have been imposed in this episode will put you in a better position to not only pursue those New Year's resolutions that you might have for yourself, but they'll also put you on a better path toward success. And success isn't really accomplishing the goal Success can just be the pursuit of a goal. Success can also mean the road toward failure as well because as long as you are putting yourself in the right direction, the outcome is out of your control no matter what. Success doesn't mean accomplishing the goal. Success can mean the journey toward the goal. Making the necessary steps and being consistent in the pursuit of that goal is success. The outcome is out of your control. The outcome is out of your control, no matter what. So don't get caught up in the results. Just work on what you can do in this moment to bet you to put you in a better position for achieving those things that you desire for yourself. So to recap the episode, number one, develop the necessary mindset ahead of time to put you in a better position to achieve those goals and having the readiness to change those habits that were once in place. Number two, Ask questions instead of making a decision. Asking yourself if you're really going to do something versus just saying you're going to do something will 
put you in a place where it's much more realistic to know whether or not you're going to be able to achieve those things in the first place. Number three, get, get plenty of sleep. This is not only important in the pursuit of goals, but it's also important for the functioning of a human. Getting plenty of sleep, seven to nine hours, developing a good sleep routine, developing good sleeping habits, good sleep hygiene, all these things. Sleep is going to help. If you get a good sleep, that'll help the majority of the things that are going on in your life. It'll help your perspective. It'll help your energy. It'll help your metabolic function, all these things. So try to get a better sleep. I know a lot of people don't, but do the best you can. And lastly, change the timing. You don't have to be, you don't have to wait until you're ready to change. Sometimes that change just requires you to put the action toward making better decisions. So with all of that, thank you. If you are still listening, I appreciate it. I apologize for the lack of episodes that I've been putting out. I can't really say that I'm going to do a better job one episode a week. That, to me, is an unrealistic goal. However, I'm going to do my best to do as much as I can. If you guys have a New Year's resolution for yourself that you made, please message me about it. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear about the progress people are making in their goals. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you disagree with anything that I say, please message me. I'd be more than happy to talk about things in a civilized manner. And yes, 2023, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a year of growth. It's going to be a year of consistency. And it's going to be a year of finding happiness within each moment, not necessarily deeming happiness as a destination, but more so happiness in respect to where you are at in the current moment. So thank you again. I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Thank you for your support. It really does mean the world to me. If you want to reach out to me, you can talk to me on my social media. That is Colin Weinberger, C-O-L-L-I-N-W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G-E-R. Or if you want to go on my website, that is colinweinberger.net. If you do want to be a guest on my podcast, feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram. Or if you would like to hear a certain topic be discussed, you can also reach out to me through that as well. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I really appreciate you.